Are we ready for this? I think I am. I don't know. <laughs> yes, sir. We are as ready as ready could be. This episode is sponsored by Hired.com. Every week on Hired, they run an auction where over a thousand tech companies in San Francisco, New York, and LA bid on JavaScript developers, providing them with salary and equity up front. The average JavaScript developer gets an average of 5 to 15 introductory offers and an average salary offer of $130,000 a year. Users can either accept an offer and go right into interviewing with the company or deny them without any continuing obligations. It's totally free for users, and when you're hired, they also give you a $2,000 bonus as a thank you for using them. But if you use the Ruby Rogues link, you'll get a $4,000 bonus instead. Finally, if you're not looking for a job but know someone who is, you can refer them to Hired and get a $1,337 bonus if they accept a job. Go sign up at Hired.com slash JavaScript Jabber. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the JavaScript Jabber Show. This week on our panel, we have Joe Eames. Hey, everybody. Amy Knight. Hello from Nashville. Go Preds. <laughs> I'm Charles Maxwood from DevChat.tv. And this week, we have a special guest. And let me see if I can get this name right. It's Irai Carvalho. And I probably yeah, slaughtered it. That sounds right. <laughs> no, it's almost there. It's Irai. It's more like a... Irai. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I'm so impressed with you, Chuck, right now. <laughs> I, just, I just have to pronounce it in my best Italian, and then it sounds okay. All right. So you're here to talk to us about Mendel. But before we do that, do you want to give us a brief introduction, who you are, where you're from, where you work, all that good stuff? Sure. That sounds good. I am from Brazil. I've been working with web development since maybe the 2005 on the web directly, but before that I worked like maybe three or four years doing flash development and I transitioned to doing web apps and this kind of stuff when uh, social media was exploding uh, 2005 and I've been doing web development since I had a brief excursion into iOS development, but it didn't take long. Like they pulled me back to JavaScript again. I, I worked on a number of large companies. One of them is pretty large here in Brazil. It's called UOL, which is a large portal like AOL was in the US. And recently I worked for five years at Yahoo and I lived for like about three years in the US, uh, in California, actually, near San Francisco. And I'm quite happy that I'm now back in Brazil. Nice. So what is Mendel? So Mendel can be quite hard to explain. So for people who are already familiar with Webpack and uh, Browserify, Rollup, uh, Broccoli, this kind of build tools, uh, Mendel can fulfill the same role. So it's, it's easy to start from there. And Mendel can be a replacement for those tools. It's a JavaScript build tools. The idea is you write a bunch of small files in whatever best modular way you can. Uh, you can follow like whatever pattern you want. And Mendel is one of those tools that will build a very nice bundle for your application when it's ready to go to production. So you can plug in uh, transformations like Babel to do ES6 for all the browsers and, and this kind of stuff. And Mendel has quite a number of different features than those tools that we can go into. 
And the major one, which is uh, the reason I started building this tool when I was working at Yahoo, is that is it scales really well for applications that need to rely on A-B testing to understand better the users and evolve as a web application. So that's interesting. So you kind of compared it to Webpack or Browserify. And with Webpack, yeah, you plug in different pieces like Babel or other things in order to get it to compile specific, you know, languages or dialects of JavaScript, however you want to measure that. So I'm kind of curious, why another one? <laughs> yeah, that's the most expected question, right? So the reason for us, so maybe to understand Mendel better, we need to understand where it comes from. Inside Yahoo, we have like huge applications that are maintained over the years by hundreds of developers. And in search particular, where I did the first version of Mendo, even before it was called Mendo actually, we needed so much user testing, like in numbers, that it created a mess on the code base. So we started researching actually how to do this, what we call variations per se, in a way that it scales better. And there is actually a nice talk from Netflix. They had the exact same problem, but they built a proprietary tool. I believe they call it internally Codex. And we had this very big issue. And when we discovered a way we can tackle maintainability over time, we also discovered none of the tools uh, readily available were scaling really well. We started with Browserify because Webpack was before uh, 2.0 at the time, and it was pretty clunky and didn't scale for us. So Browserify was doing a good job for the beginning of the application. And as we started growing, we realized we were building too much Browserify transformations and a lot of custom plugins for Browserify. We realized it was time to do something from scratch. By this time, I was already on Yahoo Mail, and the recent, recently launched version was built already using Mendel. So there is a, a couple of things we can go into why Mendel is different from Webpack, but the major one is because we organize the application in a way that those experiments and those variations we have on the application uh, live in different folders. We actually built everything from scratch with slightly different uh, internal internals uh, to the building tool, which allowed us to use multi-core. So it's like blazing fast in comparison to all of the tools available. And also brings these variations, which I guess I'll have to explain better, into a first-class citizen on the build tool. Right. So we actually tried. We have teams that try to work with Webpack and Browserify, and there is a lot of shortcomings, even when it's a successful uh, deployment in production. Right. So Mendo is now in the process of getting adopted to other properties at Yahoo. I don't know the details anymore because it's been like three months since I left Yahoo, but I still maintain Mendo and I still use on the new job I am, which is a small startup. I actually have a quick question because you said this is one thing that sets it apart from the other tools was A-B testing. But on the GitHub repo, it says multivariate testing. Can you kind of get into what that is? Because that's actually the, the first time I've ever heard of that term before. So maybe yeah. other people haven't heard of that either. Sure, sure. It makes sense. So multivariate 
tests is kind of a mouthful because it's a, actually a term for people that are like data scientists. So it's often not dealt by front-end developers, right? We actually build the platforms and they do the multivariate testing, which stands for a kind of test that has a lot of minimal variations. So it's easier explained by an example. Let's say you have the classical A-B testing example, which is a shopping cart, and you want to optimize and lose less people over the steps of checkout, right? So you can say one feature is now we'll have like expected shipping costs in the first page instead of the last page. And then you create a variation for that, or you create A-B testing for that. And some companies also call these buckets because you assign users to the different buckets, meaning different UI they are seeing on their screen. And then this is the simple A-B testing. The multivariate test is when you say, now I have different colors and different placement and different font sizes. One variation can have autocomplete, the other have different words or whatever. So the major variation you are trying to experiment is changing the flow, right? So making the first step have expected shipping costs. Now, the other small variations is what the multivariate test is about, is having those very small, tiny modifications. So when you move this into production, meaning all the users will have the same experience again after the testing and after the conclusions, you are not picking the like big experiment to optimize further. You are already picking something that is very fine-tuned. Right. This is what multivariate testing is. But Mendel also supports, which is even more important for Yahoo, is what we call multi-layer. Is when you group people into different layers when you are doing when you are assigning them into one of the experiments, and those layers can have meanings of. For instance, uh, different components on the application can be in different layers, but also means you have way more room to divide your users into smaller buckets. And when the user access your application, it will be assigned to one of those different variations you have, different A-B test buckets per se. And one of the ways you can assign the user to a bucket is to dividing them into different layers. And assigning users into different layers internally means you can have users into more than one layer at a time. So going back to our example, we could have a checkout module that inverts the order of the steps into one layer. But in another layer, you can have experimentation on the product page, which is completely unrelated. So you you can have these this users assigned to different layers. So you, you have more experimentation going on at the same time. Was this any better? Uh, that was helpful. So, so essentially what you're saying, if I can restate it, is a multivariate test is a test where you're testing... Because A-B tests are typically you're testing one variable or one variant at a time, and multivariate test is where you're testing more than one thing at a time. So, you know, you're testing the product page and the checkout process, for example. 
that's actually the multi-layer definition, right? Okay. Uh, when you when you have What's important to understand the difference between multivariate and multi-layer is that multivariate is, is small variations on top of a bigger variation. Oh, okay. Right? And multi-layer is more about having more room for experimentation. So, for instance, when you have users, let's say you have 500,000 users a day like some of Yahoo properties have. And you want to do experimentation that requires like 10% of users. Now you cannot have most of your users not getting the default experience because you don't know yet if this is better or worse for business, right? So in order to experiment further, you divide into feature sets or and you group them in layers. Now you can have a whole lot of 10% user buckets. You can have actually hundreds of 10% user buckets because they can now overlap, right? Mm -hmm. So one given user can be exposed to multiple experiments at the same time. So how does Mendel facilitate this? Does it build multiple versions then for each small variation? Exactly. Now to, to understand this problem, you actually need to understand even without Mendel. So at a given time in large properties like Yahoo and large companies like Google, Netflix, Facebook, all of them have those the same problem, which is each user needs to receive a different JavaScript bundle because it executes differently. Right. One of the, the ways you could do this, the naive way is I'll expose some configuration on my server side. And on the client side, I do a bunch of if, state, if statements based on this bunch of, like in my JavaScript object that describe my configuration. So it says, oh, this user receives this object saying sign up is different or checkout is different for them, right? But when you have hundreds of those, you are actually making your JavaScript so big, it's worthwhile having a build tool that understands how to separate those into different bundles. So each user will receive exactly what they need so you don't impact performance. And when you're trying to do this on the scale for larger companies, and even for small companies that want to do the right thing, which is using a lot of variations to over-optimize even before you go to production, right? For instance, one scenario that I mention when I'm explaining Mendel to other people is that if you have 40 variations at the same time, and this is uh, this can happen quite often because sometimes you need to run the same variation for like a couple of weeks to get meaningful results. So those 40 variations divided into eight layers needs to generate 6,700 different bundles. Right from applications such as Yahoo Mail, which is already like quite big bundles, it's, it's quite impossible to do in, in runtime. So, and even with Browserify or Webpack, we were seeing build times for only like five variations to about an hour or an hour and a half. And this is totally not acceptable because we do continuous integration and continuous development at Yahoo. And every single pull request or internal repos needs to build uh, all those variations in order to run tests and acceptance tests, Selenium tests, what have you. So Mendel was built from scratch to solve this problem. It can build all of those variations 
in a very efficient way because it doesn't actually build a single bundle as output. It actually builds a manifest and is able to just concatenate in execution time, meaning when we are running in production. So I don't think I uh, I made any easier, right? <laughs> not necessarily. I, I think just having a scenario that we can kind of noodle over a little bit and say, oh, okay. So if I have this particular problem, then I want to use Mendel. I mean, is it the multivariate testing or is it something else? So yeah, let's let's go into the other Mendel advantages because like multivariate testing and A-B testing is very understood by the people that actually need them because you are unlikely to actually need this on small applications in medium-sized companies, right? You, you're just going to do your like regular A-B testing and it, will, it won't uh, have all the shortcomings of a large application like Yahoo Mail, right? So the other values, uh, the other things we discovered while developing Mendel, which is better maintainability, better development, uh, developer productivity are actually way more interesting for a larger audience, right? So one thing we do in Mendel, we realized we needed, so Again, it, this comes from A-B testing, but it can be used in so many ways. So we created those variations as different directories. So instead of putting a bunch of statements, as I was saying before, on your code base, you actually create a different folder. Usually we call this folder variations. And inside the folder variations, you create, let's say, my example of a different checkout cart. And I give it an, a meaningful name to be helpful. And let's say shipment cost first is the name of my folder. And then Mendo will actually handle this as a different variation. And you'll be able to have different users run the code on this folder instead of the code on the main variation on the base folder, right? And you don't actually create or recreate all the files or duplicate or treat, nothing like that. You just create one single file with the different stuff you need. Let's say your component is the checkout cart. You add your new estimated cost there. And that's that's the only thing you do. Now the advantages of doing of doing variations this way is manifold. And I'm, I'm seeing that on the small startup I'm working right now, which we have kind of a couple of variations at a time only. Because once an experiment is done, you can easily dispose of it. And this this will, will help your code base go uh, grow in a way that, let me try to explain like this. Organizing your, your files on your different paths, your different code paths, into different folders will make it easier to dispose of unwanted variations and actually also to keep variations that work for a long time. So a scenario that I run quite often on products using Mendo is to have internal variations, such as debugging variation. You can add a bunch of components that can debug backend performance, for instance, and do a timeline view of all the your backend and database latency, and you can put this on a separate folder. Now, Mendo makes sure only, only people that you assign, you want to get this code, will get it. So in production, the users will not be impacted at all in performance, and it's very easy to understand your code base. 
So this is very visual. So maybe I can I can ping you the image I put on the sharing notes. Yeah. And you you can help me. Yeah, we'll put it in the show this. notes so that people can see it. Yeah. So this is from a variation we created on Yahoo. And we were experimenting having a square logo in the left-hand side of the mobile search. Right? And in this example, on the left-hand side, and this is the experience 90 plus percent of the users are getting, right? The users that are getting the baseline, we, the developers can clearly see all the files included as usual per like using, using source maps. And then on the right-hand side, I have a comparison on this image, which have a variation, which is called logo short, which stands for the small square logo on the left, top left of the screenshot. So once you start developing using Mendo, every every difference you want a subset of users 